Are you sitting down? Did you know that it's, it's okay for you to do something well, for you to be recognized for your talent? Did you also know it's okay for others to be talented and to be recognized for their talent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Did you? So here's the thing. If you feel like mm-hmm. your talent doesn't really have a place in the church, you want to stick around for this episode. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith. And today's episode is called Free. 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 It, like it doesn't free. cost you anything. It ain't free, though, because we had to put all sorts of work into it. So. <laughs> Freedom isn't free. Uh, no, but before we get into anything else, we want to just take a moment and ask you to please, please, please be in prayer uh, about the situation going on in the Ukraine. Play, uh, pray for the families. Pray for uh, soldiers that are fighting. Pray for the world leaders as they make the decisions that need to be made. Um, and pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Not only the ones over there, but the ones that are here that are buying into fear mm. because we do not live by fear, but by mm-hmm. faith. And so we're going to lean into that faith right now as the body of Christ. And so yeah. that's our call to you. Yes. And I want to just throw a little side note in that. Side note. Um, side note it up. Everyone doesn't need to know what is going on in your prayer closet. Mm. You know, it, that's a whole thing. That's, that's a, a whole, whole episode. episode. I know. Yeah, it, it could Dang, be. You just hit us but with that out I'm of just, nowhere. I'm just saying, I know that social media is this amazing thing that we get to use. Yeah. And we have this great opportunity to witness to the world. But unfortunately, a lot of times we only want to use it if it makes us look good. Mm-hmm. Like if the things we have to say as Christians make us look good to other people or make us look pious. And so I just want to put it out there in case you're wondering, like people don't need to know what you're praying. Like they don't need to have this big post about what you're doing. And I mean, you can it's do good. that. It's great. Like n- no shade if you are, but also don't feel like the pressure of like, mm, I need to post, is. I need, I need yellow and blue. I need yellow and blue. You don't have to. God actually said, Jesus said, when you pray, go into that like quiet place Yes, with, with your father. He sees you. That's good. And so just encouraging you. That's good stuff. Uh, one more quick announcement. Uh, we had a little bit of flash sale for flash our- sale. Sorry. <laughs> Do you need a minute? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we we uh, opened it up to our inner circle. What's up, inner circle, by the way? Um, and so they got super discounts on stuff. Um, and we're actually getting new merch in March. And so our website's going to have March new, merch. <laughs> new merch up. And so we're clearing out our old merchandise. It's a little clearance sale. So if you want a uh, Nick Smith Be Blessed shirt, yes. if you want a Kylie Joe Music Surrender shirt, if you want. Uh, oh, oh, the posters. You want a we I do. Can't Breathe poster. Yes. Um, all sorts of good stuff on the website. So. Uh, go to the website, check it out, because now we are opening it up to y'alls mm-hmm. to, to have full access to that. Yes. Um, so that's it. That's all the announcements. Um, For now. T- we talked to the deacon board. We talked to um, the secretary, the, the treasurer. committee meeting. And uh, those are all the announcements <gasps> they wanted us to bring to the body of I know Christ, somebody so. just, their blood pressure just went up <laughs> here. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, flashbacks. <laughs> Did I miss a meeting? Did I miss a board meeting? <laughs> Uh, you didn't all miss right. a meeting. It's okay. You'll be all right. Y'all, y'all be good. All right. So let's get to it. We have talked about before on previous episodes, this idea of mediocrity in the church. Well, I'm going to scoop my chair a little bit. And okay. I don't know able. if you wanted space to do that. No, I want to be able to look at you a little bit. So I can see a little better. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm done. So <laughs> we've talked about mediocrity and how it is a stain on the church and how mm-hmm. it does hinder our witness 
outside of the church walls and it hinders our ability to really love one another well. That's good. And I think going deeper with that, like that's part of the reason we've been going through this like freedom motif, I'll say. Yeah. Theme. Is it a motif or a theme? What's I, I the difference? I don't actually know. To be it's been a while yeah. since I was in an English class. Mo- motif. English teachers Motown. help us out. Motif Motown versus theme. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. If you've been in ministry, and I know, I, I hope there is a loud, resounding amen in the atmosphere when we say this. This is what people do. This <laughs> mediocre. This is what people do. They're like, ooh, I don't want this thing anymore. This is, you know what, this, this hair tie. My daughter wore it a few times, but you know, I, you know what I think? I should donate this to the church. I'm sure the church, the church can find a place for this. This old used hair tie. Oh, you know, I got some busted couches. And oh, some... my goodness. If you've been in youth ministry, you know the busted couch uh, weight is real. Um, uh, broken toys. Y'all got Lego blocks. With no with batteries. A... Wait, what? Bugs Lego me. blocks with no batteries? No, not Lego. <laughs> Sorry, the toys. It yes. always used to frustrate me going to a new church. Uh-huh. You know, when we would, we would either be like, I don't know, traveling or we would, you know, whatever it was in our, our ministry journey in the church. And we would go to the nursery. I would be like, oh, yeah, my kids can play in the nursery. None of the toys worked. Or, or the batteries were like super, super slow. So it was like. Ooh. Or they're missing pieces. Like you have the, oh. the shape sorter and you're like, where's the circle? Why is there no circle in the One shape One shape. And the rest of it's all like army men. And you know what, though? When you go as a visitor, you're like, oh, some of the kids here must have lost it. But if you've been in ministry, you know. That's no, somebody true. donated that toy. Missing those pieces. Missing those batteries. Missing those army men. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. There's this. this. It's good enough for the church. Um, theme it's like stuff you you wouldn't sell at a yard sale stuff you wouldn't give to your family members to to bless them with but, but you, you wouldn't e- you wouldn't even take it to the goodwill no goodwill wouldn't take it to be honest but you take True. it to the church because well the church probably need no church don't need your garbage. church doesn't need your junk don't need just in stuff. many ways that's that's not just physical <laughs> Keep junk. junk um <sighs> but that that translates that that theme that um mm-hmm. motif as we're going. <laughs> Um, no, that motif, that heart of, um, good enough, good enough for the church. It translates into all areas of ministry. Wow. And it translates into the way the church, at least the Westernized church here in America, the way that it behaves, uh, with the community that surrounds it, Mm. because you have this, um, I don't know, this mindset of like, okay, I go to the church, uh, on Sundays and I get to do whatever I kind of want to do that I I can't do in my real life. Like in my, (laughs) in my, my six days a week life. You know, I don't, I don't ever, ever think about, you know, messing with audio video, video stuff, oh. but they said they need a volunteer. And you know what? I actually don't know anything about it, but at the church, they should let me do it. They should let me do the thing that I just want to do because they need somebody and I want to do it. So let me do it. Or here, like a deeper thing of it. It's like, I don't get to be in charge of anything at my job oh. or in my house. Stepping on toes now. I know I'm stepping on somebody's toes, toes, but you know what? The church needs to listen to me. I have things. I should be in charge of something (laughs) in the church. I got things to say. And and I I need need the the church church to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it, it, um, it starts to become a place where people who dabble, um, start to see themselves as experts. You know what I mean? It's like you, you dabble. And so then the church for so long has welcomed people in because there's been this mad dash, just looking for bodies to fill pews. It's like, we need a worship team so what do you play maracas sometimes one time you played a shaker in harmonica school awesome show up yeah bring your uh your pack of harmonicas that you got and let's play i guess like instead of being like 
oh, wait, we, we're looking to worship well. And so we want to do this well. Mm-hmm. And we want to give God our best. And so it, whatever you do, do the best at it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've started to incorporate this, like the church is like a secondhand store for talents, a secondhand oh store for giftings, a secondhand oh store. My. And then, and then on top of that, once someone who is really gifted in an area steps in, that person is then shamed by everyone else. And oh, y'all, oh, uh, you yeah. got to know this is real. This is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And y'all have to know from our hearts, like we love the local church. We serve the local church. We still serve the local church. Like we love being in the body of Christ, but we have to call, you know, call it it. Call it what it is. Call it call is. Call it is. Call what? it. Is it? Call it. Call it. Got the number? Call anyway. it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're so right. Like this is a hard thing to discuss because um, it, it looks different in different situations. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's kind of this chameleon spirit that like just kind of blends in in some ways. Like, well, it's not, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just, you know, I'm going to make it so that no matter what, this person doesn't get to lead or this person mm-hmm. doesn't get the opportunity to, to showcase their talent and, and showcase isn't the right word, but to, to share what the Lord has gifted them in. Mm-hmm. It also comes from a false understanding of what the purpose of talent is. Yeah. I love in, in some, like this is in the professional world as well as in uh, church ministry, you might hear the phrase, well, it's not a popularity contest. It shouldn't be a popularity contest. Well, I mean, it always is a popularity contest between Satan and God. Come on now. God is always going to be the most popular. He, he should, should be in the church. He should be. He should, should be. Um, but really, I think it, it downplays the, the role of, what God gifts us in because we should be making him popular in everything. Everything. And so why not show off his glory? Why not give God the praise and say, Hey, look, I can do this thing. And I, I mean, it's really good. And it is going to show how good God is, or I have this testimony to give. Yeah. And in this testimony. Yeah. I mean, it's, there might be a really dramatic testimony that somebody is just really good at storytelling and they're just, they're just putting all the details in and, People are going to look at that sometimes and be like, well, that's more polished than what I have. Or it's not as. Or they don't have to do all that. They don't have to. Why do they have to make it all about them? And here's the hard part with that. It's not about them. But somehow I feel like that reveals that you think your talent is about you and you Mm. think their talent is about you. Let me because I can hear the arguments already (laughs) well enough in people's hearts and minds. Like, so you're saying if I'm not a professional, I can't participate. So you're saying that if I'm not uh, a licensed teacher, I can't teach Sunday school. You're saying if I'm not a a professional musician, I can't play in the worship. No, Um, no, that's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that God gives us gifts and talents and abilities that we are supposed to maximize Mm -hmm. for his glory. Mm -hmm. And the church is not a place where we settle for mediocrity. Mm -hmm. The church is not a place where we enter into a situation and say, well, I can't do this anywhere else, but it's good enough for God. Like that's not the mindset. God knows my heart. That's the, that's the excuse. God God knows my heart. And, but here, and here's the other thing. Some people, but what about, you know, my seven year old who wants to sing and they're not really a good singer. They just want to share what God has. That's what the specials for on Sunday. That's what Mm -hmm. the offertory is for. Like you give, people who just have a heart and a word from the Lord or testimony Sunday, or, you know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. times are youth very Sunday. youth Sunday. Those are times where it's like, listen, it doesn't matter your talent level, but if you are giving your all to God, that's what this, this moment is for. Yeah. Or here's another thing that, and nobody likes to hear this, Only but if you now. see somebody who's like <laughs> expressing a desire to do something, they have aptitude, they might, it's like, Oh, you know what? you got some natural talent. 
That is where older person in the church, you take that person and you say, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to mm. help you to refine this. Well, Discipleship. I mean, maybe, I'm Am I maybe, maybe, Hey, look, look I want to help you grow. I want to help you get better at this. But the hard part is, and I've seen this in the church, particularly among women mm. with like older women to younger women, or even just like, I guess, middle-aged women to <laughs> moderately yeah. aged to slightly not as young <laughs> to some people who are kind of young ish, but young at heart. And then them with the other people that are old at heart, but they're really young. Look, Sorry, listen, <laughs> but with women, uh-huh. there is this animosity that creeps in mm. when maybe like, let's say I'm, I'm sister so-and-so and I used to play piano and I was, I mean, I was good than a mug on the piano. I mm-hmm. would just play the mess out of some Bach, some Mozart. I was just all okay. day long up and down. And, but I can't play anymore. And something happened. I'm not able to play. I, you know, maybe my career took off in a different direction or, you know, I had kids, whatever the reason I stopped playing. Well, this young person comes to me and they're, you know, they're like fire, like they can play by ear and they're just like picking stuff up Mm -hmm. instead of saying, wow, I want to nurture that in them. I want to see them become great. Mm -hmm. I want to pour some of this greatness that I know I had at one time into them. Mm -hmm. I say, dare they just why, are, why do they think they need to show off? Mm. Because, you know, not yeah. everyone gets the chance to be as good as them. But they, I, I can't believe they're just showing off in the church. Y'all. Hold on, sister. Y'all. I just want to tell you how wrong that is. Because that young person, you may be the key to their success. God may have strategically, and he does this because he's intentional with everything he does. Come on. He may have strategically placed you at this time in that person's life because they knew you were the only one they were going to listen to. Mm. And you are putting a wall between you and that person because of what? Bitterness. Pride. And bitterness. Yeah. And Stubbornness. honestly, there are so many things in the church that go back, like issues, conflicts between Christians that go back to um, a lack of humility <clears throat> and a lack of understanding the grace of God and a lack of understanding your identity in Christ. And we'll get to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but what people do is they confuse the, the hatred and the animosity and the jealousy in their heart. Ooh, jealousy. They yeah. confuse yeah, yeah. that Envy. or um, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit telling them to um, humble someone or make Oof. sure that they're not uh, being too immodest with their skills. Like, mm. like I, need, now I need to go to this person because they just, they're being too, they're doing too much. They're extra. I need to correct. Them. And I need to humble them. Because, you know, they're going to make people feel bad that, that don't teach well mm. because they're new to the church and they, they're just teaching and they're just, people are learning stuff and other people who've been here for years, they don't get the same opportunity. Wow. And so we need to, we need to humble them because they're getting a little, no, hold on. Let's go back. Are we the ones who humble people? Let's go back. And Is that let's, our job? Let's truly assess. Are you speaking from a place of woundedness, speaking from a place mm. of bitterness, speaking from a place of, of jealousy where you're looking at someone else's giftings and saying, I, I want that. Like, mm. I know God, I know God blessed me with all this, but I want that because they're getting notoriety for that. What's that? Is that that's a, uh, that's coveting, coveting and envy. And all of these things are so present. Uh, we think that that only happens on the outside, but it, it happens on the outside, but it's accepted on the outside. Mm. So it still happens on the inside of the church, but it's not as acceptable. So we start mm. to throw religiosity on top yep. of it. It's that chameleon thing. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, it's, it's not that it's this. It, it, mm. And it looks this start way. And the words here. game. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think even with that, like you said, we can be doing it and not, maybe not realizing we're doing it. Maybe you don't know what, what, um, coveting looks like mm-hmm. for you. Maybe you don't realize that when you're coveting, this is what you do. There are some 
uh, things that we may internalize and we like mull it over. We just process it so much it. in it. Sorry. In our own, um, in our own understanding mm-hmm. instead of giving it to the Lord. And then what comes out is this active coveting. We yeah. don't, but we don't realize it. And it's this, I think it's the same with like a Jezebel spirit. Oh, very much. Very much. Where so. you may not realize that you're trying to manipulate because you don't want to give up something. You don't want to give up that, that moment of recognition that somebody else is getting. So you, what do you do? You, you, you use tears. Mm. Um, I love what Francis Chan uses that in one of his uh, books. I think it's in letters to the church. He oh, talks yeah, about yeah, how yeah. a lot of times um, that's something in the church that we don't recognize all the time because the church where we can be highly emotional, a mm-hmm. lot of, uh, especially charismatic churches. Mm-hmm. And you may recognize people falling out tears every Sunday. Yeah. So it's normal. We're like, Oh, well, tears are normal in the church. But what happens sometimes is that little bit of that spirit creeping in. So I'm going to use these tears. I may not even know I'm, I'm using them mm-hmm. to get what I want or to avoid someone else getting something I think I deserve. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to use tears because I just feel so broken. That I feel so hurt. I just feel so hurt. I feel so. But you don't even I don't feel loved. I don't feel cared for. Yes. Pastor. You don't realize that you're doing it. And that's why it's so important for us to be aware of what this, this chameleon thing is doing. It's like, oh, well, over here, mm-hmm. it's going to look like this. Over here in this situation, you know, this person maybe wants to do these things. Um, yeah. it, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, and people utilize that. Um, and I've seen it a lot in different uh, traditions of church where they'll utilize that spirit um, of jealousy, of envy, of whatever. And they'll, they'll um, what is the word I'm looking for? They'll put it, they'll promote it in a way of seeming pious. Then they'll start oh, yeah. to call into question other people's mm-hmm. salvation. Ooh. They'll start to call into question other people's uh, relationship with the Lord, other yep. people's walk, yep. other people's intentions. Um, yeah. If you don't know someone else's intentions, you don't know their heart. First off, ask. Um, be in a relationship with that person well enough that you can come mm-hmm. to them and say, hey, what is your motivation for this? Like, what are you seeking? Like, what does the Lord put on your heart? Or how, how is the Lord using this in order to glorify himself through you? Like, what, is, what are you seeing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and don't just assume. Because as believers, we're supposed, we're supposed to believe the best in everyone, yeah. um, especially brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ. And so, but people will use that platform and they'll be like, well, obviously, if they're doing something that's getting recognition, they're just loving the recognition. And so they're, they're not, they may not even truly be saved. <clears throat> they're only Ooh. doing this in order to, and you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the, um, the passage in, uh, I think it's Acts. No, it's not Acts. I don't remember where it was. Um, it's in, in the, the Gospels. Bible. It's in the Gospels where um, the people are preaching and they're like, hey, they're preaching in your name, Jesus. And he's like, well, if they're preaching in my name, like, don't stop them. Like, let them, mm-hmm. let them do because the Lord's will be done. And he's like, whoever doesn't, uh, isn't dividing is mm-hmm. gathering. So, like, it's the same thing when Paul, that's, I'm putting the two stories together. <laughs> the other one is when Paul um says like, listen, if some people preach for selfish gain and mm. some people preach for righteousness, like the gospel is being preached. Mm-hmm. And so don't go shutting people's <clears throat> mouths who are preaching the truth yeah. because you're jealous of the way they're doing it or because mm-hmm. you don't think that their platform uh, is the way that you think a gospel platform should be presented. Yeah. And it, it all comes from, I think it really, it really stems from being bound in, um, in pride and in fear. Yeah. Um, and it's, the, it comes from that, um, scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. There's not enough recognition to go around. There's not enough, you know, there's not enough platform uh, for everyone to stand up here and give their testimony. There's not enough because, you know, if, if too many people start doing it then too many people might think that they're, they're able to um, get recognition or too Mm -hmm. many people might think that they're better than other people. And again, this, this goes back to what you said. You don't know what's in someone's heart. 
yeah. on the sa- in the same breath that we'll say, well, God knows my heart. God also knows their heart. Mm. <laughs> so, so, good. so while you're over here trying to so justify um, what you're doing and how you're doing it, remember there are other people who, like God is able to see the heart. And remember also that passage where God looks at the heart mm-hmm. is about God exalting someone to a position that he wanted them to be in. Mm-hmm. It's not about God saying, well, I know your heart, so sit down. <laughs> be humble. God actually is taking a, this little shepherd boy, yeah. and he's saying, no, it's that one. That's the one. The one that everybody else says shouldn't have that position. The mm-hmm. one that everybody else says there's no stinking way you're going to put him on a throne to lead a nation. Mm-hmm. That, the boy playing guitar? The one right. over here like strumming away with the sheep, smelling like, you want that one? <laughs> yeah, I know his heart. Yeah. And so you may be that little shepherd boy, this stinky one in church. <laughs> and maybe God wants to put you on a platform or you maybe. may be you you might be the one who's actually called to recognize that person that nobody else wants to be recognized. That's right. That's right. And so don't use uh, don't allow your your heart's position to try to defame other people because that's mm. so prevalent or prevalent in the church. Um, defaming others, bad-mouthing others, also called slander, big sins. Or libel. If, if, here, here's the thing. Well, if you write it, right? If you're writing it on a blog <laughs> or you're submitting it in a comment. Is that a thing? Do people still blog? Is there mm-hmm. blogs? Still? Oh, yeah, there's still blogs out there. Okay, I don't um, Whatever you, however you want to paint this picture, I'm not technically slandering them because I wrote it in a blog. It's and an I've, open letter. This is literally, I <clears throat> have literally gotten this argument from someone mm-hmm. who was slandering someone. I'm not slandering them because I, I, it was li- I, I wasn't the same. Okay, the Bible might not say the word libel, but we know it's the same thing. It's still, Come on, sweetie. You know what it is. And, but defaming yeah. someone, trying to put someone down in their position, trying to take them out of the position they have. Whenever we're in that place of like, well, I've got to humble you. Mm-hmm. Remember, when God humbles us, God is putting himself back in his rightful place yeah, on the throne good. of our hearts. He is saying, no, no, no not you. <laughs> It's not about you, it's me. He's putting himself in the position of authority and power. Mm-hmm. When we do it, when we try to humble somebody else, we're trying to put ourselves on the throne. We're trying to put ourselves in that position of authority and power in their life, which is not unlike someone else in scripture who said, I will make myself like the most high. Man, that's a hard truth right there. That's a hard truth to hear, but it's real. You got to, you got to hear real it. life. You got to hear it. So, um, one of the things I want to address is, um, this part of looking for validation in church, mm-hmm. because what I've seen in my ministry is that people will go to church. And as you said earlier, people that don't get, um, leadership positions anywhere else. will seek leadership position in the church. People that don't get a chance to stand out or to be recognized. They'll come to the church and they'll seek validation. And you have to understand that the church service, the church, uh, specifically Sunday service, but the church body in general is about Jesus. Mm. Like the church is the body of Christ and he is the head. And so when you come to church, you're not coming, um, though you will be fed, though you will be filled, mm. you are coming to exalt Jesus. Like that's the point. Mm. And you're coming and you're learning about what it means to live a life that exalts Christ. You're coming and learning about what it means to have relationships that exalt Christ. And during Sunday service specifically, that is a time that we are giving God worship. That is, that is an offering time. Mm. Um, that is not a place to seek validation. And so if somebody is coming and they're giving their best and they're, um, they're presenting all that they have in order to pour out their heart for the Lord, to encourage the body, um, that's what that time's for. It's not a time to come and be like, I'm going to sing this song because I know people will like it. I'm going to preach mm. this word because I know people will recognize me. I'm going to teach this week 
because I know sister so-and-so is going to be there or brother so-and-so is going to be there and I need validation. Um, the church is not a place to, to strive for um, popularity to come on in a way like you had said, <clears throat> we should be making Jesus popular mm. in all that we do, but we don't come to church to seek validation from other believers right. in order to feel like we are whole. We come to church to meet Christ, mm. to pour out our heart to Christ, to accept the giftings, the admonition, to accept all the things that he's, he's pouring out in mm. our lives and doing in our hearts. Mm. Um, it's not a place for you to seek validation in that way. Yeah. And so if, if you're not striving and seeking validation in a professional setting, or you've uh, had setbacks or, you know, there have been obstacles in your way and the Lord has said, Hey, this, this isn't for you. This path isn't for you. This gifting, this, this isn't your gifting. I've gifted mm -hmm. you in other ways. Don't then come to the church and be like, but I want validation in this. Mm. And so I think people should recognize me for this thing. And then it's good enough for the church, right? It's not good enough for the world, but it's good enough for the church. Come on. And so bringing that that mindset to the church is damaging. Yeah. It damages the ministry. It damages relationships. Um, it poisons the position that you've been given. It mm -hmm. poisons the influence you've been given. Um, it's a bad place to be. It's a place you don't want to end up. Yeah. It's, it, it taints the witness that we have. It does. Because again, people look at the church and when they see like, oh, well, they're like fighting and clawing for position and power and authority just like they do over here at this organization I'm a part of. So it's really not that different. It's yep. just that these people are trying to act like they're, they're better. Yep. That's and the, that's the argument. They do see that. And for visitors that come in um, again, I love what you said about how we're, we're supposed to be able to see godly relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, like I think the church is one of those places where we can show people what it means um, to fail well, mm -hmm. to fail forward, um, to, to actually accept um, that we are not perfect and that to accept that the one who is perfect, he's changing us from the inside out. And there's ways that we're going to see growth that may not look like what the world accepts and what the world uh, thinks it should. Mm -hmm. But when, when people come into the church and they see these people are failing and none of them are accepting it, none of them realize it, none of them are like owning up to it or being humble about it or confessing it. Mm -hmm. So really when I come to the church, I need to make sure that I cover up anything that I'm failing in. Come on now. Because if I, because these people aren't, I mean, they're totally blind to their failure. I need to act like I don't have failure too. That's right. And that damages our ability to connect with one another because mm -hmm. then we're, we're going into this imposter syndrome area yeah. and we're like, well, nobody understands what I'm going through when really everybody in the, in the room understands, yeah. but nobody has the humility to come forward and say, yeah, you know what? This is where I've fallen short and this is where the Lord is, is working on my heart. And you may be hearing this and thinking like, I know somebody who needs to hear this. Now, who maybe, is, maybe it it's is. you. Who it is. Normally in the, in the sermons going on, you're like, I know somebody. Are you listening? <laughs> I hope you're listening. It's you. Yes. But if you know someone else and you're like, man, we were just talking about like the church or, you know, somebody who's been damaged by this witness of the church and you need mm -hmm. them to know, no, look, it's not supposed to be like that. Go ahead and share this with them. Please do. Go ahead and be like, hey, listen, Please listen, do. Let them know. listen. Type it up. Listen. Nick Smith podcast. Listen in. <laughs> um, and so one thing I want to jump into is um, letting you know that you are meant to excel. Mm. Like your gifts are God's gift to you. And mm. you are meant to pursue and to maximize the gifts that God has given you. Your gifts uh, aren't the same as other people's. And mm. your gifts are not about other people. Yeah. And their gifts aren't about you. Yeah. Like don't take offense when someone else who is so gifted in one area um, so just a quick example, um, in our, um, in our current job, uh, we're on a, on a path and we were looking for a, a position and this was before we got our, I guess, promotion, someone on a different path 
got promoted and they were younger in the, in the um, process than we were in the company. They were newer to the company and they got promoted quicker, mm-hmm. um, but they were on a different path and it would have been easier for us. It would have been easy for us to be like, how come they got their promotion? They're not, that's not about us. That they're, they're on a whole different path than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were here before or after us and, and they've only been with the company so long, but their promotion, their path isn't about my path. Mm-hmm. And as we pursued the path that God had for us, we received what he had for us, the good gift that he had for us in the time that we needed it. And so your gifting that God has given you is not about other people. Yeah. And their gifting isn't about you. Yeah. It, the end. It, <laughs> and it, that's such a hard truth to live out because we can say it all day long. Well, that's not about me. And I know God has something for me. And we, we might like tout these things on social mm-hmm. media or in our relationships. We might have these isms that we say to people like, you know, when we see someone, you know, maybe they're getting married and you're mm-hmm. like, man, I have been single for too long. Yeah. How come they get to get married? I know I got, God has somebody for me. And we say these things but we don't really believe them. (laughs) And part of it is not really believing that what God has for us is good. Mm. Like, man, what if God holds out on me? Yep. What if he really isn't as good and wholesome and like loving as he says he is? And I saw what he did on the cross and I believe, but again, going back to that episode, a few episodes back, like you got to really truly know this and believe it. Because when you know these things, when you know the power of the cross and you know the risen savior jesus christ in the flesh in his body rose from the dead when you know this is true for you it frees you yes you are truly free you're free from this 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 um, bondage of manipulating people and you're free from the bondage of trying to ascertain power and glory for yourself you're free from that and i know that sounds like okay that's great like i'm free why why do why freedom it is for freedom he has set us free. That's right. And not freedom to indulge in the flesh, not freedom to just do whatever you want, not freedom to come to the church and say, well, look, you owe this to me because mm-hmm. I don't get it over here. You know, this is a place where I'm supposed to feel a certain type of way. Yep. No, that, not that kind of freedom. It's the freedom to serve. It's the freedom to love. It's the freedom to forgive. It's the freedom to go after those who are far off and to say, Jesus wants you. He wants you and he has something great for you. And I know this because I'm free. I've tasted this freedom. And so I want you to come and taste. I want you to come and see what this Jesus thing is all about. And when you come, just know not everybody in the church has it together. Everybody Mm -hmm. in the church has some kind of issue, but you should feel welcome in that. And you should know that we're not here to lick each other's wounds. Mm -hmm. We're here to help each other to find that true balm of salvation and to, to be free so that the world is impacted. That's the whole point. The church going out, that freedom that we have is supposed to be contagious, but we, we lock it up Mm -hmm. and we, we think that, we should just display it for everyone. This is what freedom would look like if we were walking in it. So come over here and tithe so come, you can have freedom too. So you can look at this freedom we got. Um, it's not for you, but you can come look at it. Uh, no, and that's such a good, man, that's so, that's so good. You have to live in that freedom and live in that identity because if you're not living loved, then you're not going to mm. be able to love others well. You're not going to be able to love yourself well. You're not going to feel worthy of the gift that you've been given. And so instead of pers- uh, pursuing and seeking the maximization, maximizing, not maximization, that's a word. I'm going to use it. Maximization. <laughs> the maximizing <laughs> of your, your gift and your um, stuff. You're going to be comparing it to other people. You're mm. going to be trying to, well, but yeah, I can do this, but they got this other thing. And it's because you don't truly know who you are and you're not living in the love of God. And so you have to know that freedom. You've, you've got to know that not everyone has to preach or sing. 
You can, mm. if you serve, uh, if you're great at hospitality, gift giving, working Ooh. with children. Oh my goodness. We need good children's worker. If you're good at teaching the word, if you're good mm-hmm. at cleaning, y'all, some people aren't good at cleaning. Somebody's gonna be like, yeah, I can clean, but how good is that? There are people that don't clean well. Come on. Like there are things, if you are good at it, shine for the Lord, like mm-hmm. pursue that. Literally. <laughs> I didn't even catch the pun I made. That was good. So dad jokes just flow out of dads naturally. We don't try. And so, so you, you have to do that. Use the gifts that God has given you for his glory yeah. and, and be free to do well and to be recognized for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, free from mediocrity. You don't have to just pursue it well enough so that people don't talk about you. Mm. Um, you do it to the, the best that it's able to be done. Mm-hmm. If anyone's like, why are you doing so? Why are you extra with that? Like, why are all the little gift baskets looking so you put all the little stuff on there? Because God called me to do my best. Come on. Always. Or here's, here's one. You know, you, sometimes you got to be oversaved on it just so they know that you're taking it seriously. <laughs> why do the gift baskets look so good that we're giving to visitors? I'll tell you why. Because when I was, when I was broken, Come on. I was like the fibers of this basket. <laughs> I was broken. I was spread. I was just, you know, all over the place. And God knit me. He put me together. He put me back together. And then, you know, he, he made my life beautiful. Come on. He made, he, he turned this into a testimony. And so when I look at this basket, I'm reminded of exactly where I came from. I'm reminded of what God wants. He wants everyone to see how beautiful my life is. That's why I made the baskets look the way they do. Dolores, sister Dolores. That's why I did. I'm just making it. I don't know. Sister Dolores. If your name's Dolores and that's not you, (laughs) I apologize. You're great. Jesus name. Everything. And we must give an answer for the hope that we have. Even if it is, well, wow, the sound, the sound sounds different in church. The microphone sound. You know what? I was thinking about redemption the other day and how we've had the same microphones for 25 years that look like they were on the prices, right? And you know what? I was just thinking, Lord Jesus, <laughs> not the Bob, Barkers. not the Bob Barkers. We had the Bob Barkers going on. And I said, Jesus, you <laughs> redeemed me from the pit. You oh, brought me up out of the miry clay. We need some new microphones. We need some, we need to redeem these Bob Barkers. <laughs> we could go all day. Um, <laughs> but y'all you're, you're free to give your best. Remember Cain and Abel. Remember Cain mm. just gave some, Abel gave his best. Um, and, and this is the thing I just kind of want to leave with my last point mm-hmm. is like, we accept people who pursue, um, the utmost in their careers, um, people who are the best singers, the best actors, the best uh, football players, the top CEOs. And when they <clears throat> vaguely mention something Jesus ish, uh, man, the church rejoices. The church is like, oh my goodness, they're believers. I, I knew it. I knew they followed They said Jesus. God one time. I knew they I, were saved. I knew they followed Jesus. Yet, in the same breath, Come when on. we have our own brothers and sisters pursuing excellence in whatever their craft, whatever their field, um, then all of a sudden we start saying, oh, You're well, worldly. They're, they're worldly. They're just seeking approval from the world. They're, they're trying to be like everybody oh, else. Oh, they put out an album? Oh, well, you know, they, they didn't say in the album anything about Jesus. And so, you know what, I'm wondering, I'm just questioning whether they ever really followed the Lord. It happens, y'all. And so <laughs> we can't, we can't buy into that. That's Satan. We can't buy into that. that that's all I, that's all I Yeah. And a lot of this, I mean, we could go on and on about identity and the rootedness in Christ that transforms who we know ourselves to be Yeah, because we're actually being who Christ is made us to be from the beginning, but we're not going to go into that in this episode because it's just too much. But this freedom that we're talking about, it can Mm -hmm. be yours. Like we're not, it's not just this ethereal feeling of life. And it's not a feeling. That's the hard part. It's like, you don't just feel free just because you think, Oh, I'm free. I feel it. Yeah. This is so much deeper than the way we feel um, because we walk in freedom, even when sometimes it doesn't look like it. Come on. Um, And so this can be yours and you can, you can know this. And we have a whole like group of people that we talk with, 
you know, when we're not just doing the episodes for y'all, the inner circle, we talk about deeper things and we're going to talk about this on a deeper level with them. And so if mm-hmm. you want to be a part of that conversation, join our inner circle. Yes. Be a part that. of it. It's at uh, patreon.com, 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 patreon.com. Uh, slash Nick Smith podcast. You can join in uh, as little, little as $2 a month mm-hmm. and um, you can be a part of that. And it's going to be awesome. But uh, make sure that you are commenting that you are. Yeah, so uh, you hit, watched all the way through. God bless you. Yeah, hit that like smash that subscribe button. <laughs> that's what the kids say. If you've listened all the way through and listened well. God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope that this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.